Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, uh-huh. we are going to review a film directed by Wes Anderson called Moonrise Kingdom. Beautiful title, by the way. It is a beautiful title. Now, I think I ought to say ahead of time mm-hmm. that I am not a big fan of Wes Anderson's work. He bought all of your books, Les. How can you say well, that? Well, I certainly hope he did. <laughs> Why hasn't he made a movie out of one of them? <laughs> Too real, maybe. Anyway, this film is set on an island in 1965 where there are no cars, no roads, no nothing. There is a scout camp run by Edward Norton, who plays Scoutmaster Ward. They have a bunch of boys in this scout camp, and I'm just saying scout camp because that's all they call it. Well, I think it's Camp Ivanhoe. Camp Ivanhoe, yes. One of the scouts he has with him is Sam, played by Jared Gilman, who is kind of a geek. Nobody likes him in the camp. He has fallen very, very much in love with a young girl who lives there. Both of these kids are 12 years old. Susie is played by Kara Hayward. These two people fall in love, and they decide they're going to run away together. Now, they meet, actually, backstage at a school play away from the camp. Then they correspond over winter, and they decide that they are in love with each other. Of course, it's puppy love. They make plans to run away, as you said, Les. The plans include meeting back on the island and finding a place to go to on that island. Right. That is really the heart and soul of this picture. I think the kids are quite good. I thought the whole love story for 12-year-olds was very, very touching. Now, Sam is a foster child, and we find out at the beginning of the movie that his foster father has sent him a note saying, I'm glad you're at camp, but I'm Mm -hmm. sorry you can't come back here. We can't deal with you anymore, which means he's going to be fostered out to somebody else. Right. Susie lives with her parents. Played by? (laughs) Bill Murray and Frances McDormand. Yes. They are a strange couple. They have a couple of other children. And what we find out later is that the Frances McDormand character, Laura, is having a secret affair with the town sheriff. Yes. Captain Sharp, played by, of all people, Bruce Willis. They are going through all this stuff, and now they are looking for these two children who have run off, and they're hiding in the woods, and they're hiding on the beach, and she has a lot of stuff. Well, I would say that this is truly a fantasy. Well, sure it's a fantasy. When you look at what they bring to the runaway site, he brings camping gear, maps, and supplies, and Susie brings baggage full of books, (laughs) the kitten. Some makeup and a portable record player. Right. So you could see she's not much of a camper, whereas Sam is really devoted to his craft. (laughs) Sure. I found it really adorable. Very much so. The scout commander, Commander Pierce, is played by Harvey Keitel. This is probably the first film in Harvey Keitel's life where he wasn't some sort of a horrible person. Right. But he's not a very nice guy in this one either. And the social service person who is going to come and take Sam away and foster him out again is never named in the film. She is called the social services lady. That's played by Oscar winner Tilda Swinton. 
there was a lot of charm for me in this film. Well, you know, you just said she doesn't have a name. She's known as the lady from the social services area. Right. That's kind of typical of Wes Anderson's style. And I think that movies like The Royal Tannenbaums and Mount Rushmore, which eluded me, really are quirky with a capital Q. Moonrise Kingdom falls right into that category. Right. Look, Wes Anderson is an acquired taste like Brussels sprouts. And for me, it took me a long time to like Brussels sprouts. That's exactly what I get from a Wes Anderson movie. He works so hard at being coy and cute and clever. I really got annoyed with this movie because I felt that the style of the picture really wore thin on me. And I want to say that this is a movie that is not done like any other kind of film. The dialogue is spoken kind of like what you might hear at a high school or grade school pageant right. with all of the actors saying words that are very banal. The dialogue is rather pure and unadorned and kind of matter of fact. There's no subtext, of course. They all dress in costumes. Everybody does. Yes, well, it's 1965. They don't have to dress in costumes, but he chooses to have them dress as though they are in a play. You have Edward Norton, an adult, wearing a child's scout costume. <laughs> yes. You have Tilda Swinton dressed more like an airline hostess of that period with a bright blue suit on with sure. a matching sailor cap. Then you have Bobby Balaban, who serves as the narrator of the film, showing up in some kind of knee socks and L.L. Bean look. Everybody is dressed like a character in a bad play. I think you have to get on to that. They speak the dialogue less like they're actors in a play. The kids play at being adults. The adults play at being super grown-ups. Everybody is very arch and trying to be very satirical. Does it work for about a half an hour? And I think that after that, the concept is a little bit trying, a little bit precious. I didn't think the movie was terrible. I just didn't think it was brilliant. And I don't quite understand why this film has developed this cult audience of about 10 people. <laughs> I just didn't think it was a very successful movie. Okay. It must be 11 people because I'm one of them. I really enjoyed this film. I was surprised that I enjoyed it when it came out. I thought, do I want to see this with Bruce Willis and Edward Norton in a comedy? No. A Wes Anderson movie when I really loathed Royal Tenenbaums? No. I was very, very taken with this film almost immediately. I sat back and I let it kind of wash over me. Oh, that's good. I enjoyed the feeling. So I just thought it was artificial and phony and irzatz charm. I didn't find it to be truthful or real. I know it's supposed to be a fantasy, but even sometimes in fantasy, you can be sucked in by the characters. You can love the character development even in a fantasy. And I didn't think it had any of that. I thought it was a stretch all the way around. Wes Anderson is kind of a fabulist or a fabulist, if you want to call it fabulist, fabulist. Yep. But here, his fabulism got in the way about an hour in. The characters are strange, and I would say that the two leads probably have never acted before. Right. I thought that showed in the movie. They're okay. Look, the whole enterprise ran out of quirk and charm long before the credits rolled. So, for me, Moonrise Kingdom, sweet, pleasant, but a uh, little too much campiness in the camp. I'm going to give the gang at Camp Ivanhoe a yellow light. Well, I think that's fair from your point of view. I guess I enjoyed this even more. It put me in a mood that I didn't think I was going to be in. Right. You know, I wish I had a little bit more whimsy in my life all the time. So I really enjoyed this. And because of that, I'm going to give it a green light. Okay. Okay.
So, a yellow light and a green light for Moonrise Kingdom. We're going to come back and review another movie very, very soon. Until that time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that when we all see each other again at the popcorn stand, we'll be smiling with whimsy at the movies. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.